Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 162. We're going to talk about some ancient Greek philosophy today, Don, and how it applies to coaching. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Also, we want to talk about Patreon.com. We're very excited. We added a new patron this week, Rob Vasquez. Thank you very much, Rob, for coming on board. We appreciate it. It means a lot to Coach Don and I. And it's the fact that uh, people like Rob have been coming on board, have been giving us hope. You know, we've been talking about this for several months now. We're going to keep talking about it until either the message actually gets through or we have to say this will be our last podcast. It's going to be one or the other. Uh, the good news is that because we're gaining momentum, it, it makes us hopeful. Uh, we're still operating in the red, folks. There's just no nice way to say that. And so if you can go to patreon.com and help us, it's 5 10 or $20 a month. If you see value in what we're doing, if you want us to be able to keep doing it, if you're in a position where you can help support us, we would really appreciate your support. It's, it's important that uh, that everybody understand kind of what's at stake. And we really do appreciate the patrons that have been supporting us. If we did not have the people that started with us a couple of years ago, we would have gone out of business then. Long time, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, fortunately, uh, you know, we, we've been gaining a little bit of momentum, but we need to keep that up. So Rob, thank you very much. And if you can, please become a patron. So Don, 2,000 years ago, there was an ancient Greek philosopher, Epictetus. Epictetus. And his philosophy was a really simple one, but I think it applies so much to what we're trying to do with coaching and teaching this game to to players of all skills and all age levels. I wanted us to talk about it. The message is really simple. It's impossible to learn what you think you already know. That's very interesting for sure, Tori. And so let's right? let's let's break that down and, yep. and, and apply it to softball. How much time in your training, because I know how much time in my training I spend trying to unlearn what you've learned. You know, that's the, that's a Yodaism, right? Kind of have uh, to let it go. Yeah, so Yoda probably stole his, uh, uh, his philosophy from Epictetus, because Yoda said you must unlearn what you have learned. So basically the message is the same. Players that have learned to do something one way that we have to break their habits. So that was my point. How much time do you spend trying to help kids learn a skill or replace a skill with something that's going to be better or more productive than what they're used to doing. That makes it tough um, because it's exa- it's very true. You've got to let go of the things that you think you already know if you're going to learn something, especially if it's new. And if somebody says, hey, we're about to talk about topic A, and you go, oh, I already know that, so I don't really need to be listening. Right. And you're kind of there and you're not really absorbing it. You might catch a piece that sounded a little bit different, but but I already know this, so I don't need to pay attention, right? right. And or put a whole lot into whatever it is that somebody's talking about. And uh, until you kind of let go of that idea that you already know something about whatever uh, the topic might be, until you let that go, you're not really going to absorb what someone has to share with you. Right. 
Well, and I think that there's a lot of examples in our game where somebody learns to do something a certain way, especially if they have some level of success doing it that way, Sure, that they have a hard time letting go of it. Perfect example, I have a young player that I'm working with now who's very, very athletic. She's 11 now, so she's still a very young player, but she started playing at a young age. So for several years, in her mind, having all kinds of success, being a very successful hitter with a swing that looks more like a big old rusty gate swinging around a post. Arm locked out. Basically, her arms start out straight, stay straight. Her extension starts before her swing even starts. It's like her left arm is completely barred out and her right arm is as close to barred out and straight as you can can possibly imagine. But swings yeah. hard and has... And swings hard, ball. Makes, yep. makes, has good hand-eye coordination. And so even though she's got this big, long, really slow, really sweeping swing compared to what I think she's capable of, it's been a challenge working with her to try to get her to understand that what she's used to doing and what she's had some success with is not going to keep working for very much longer because right. as she, if she stays in this game and keeps doing what she's doing, the, the pitchers are going to pass her by very, very soon. She's still having just enough success that she's holding that on. She wants to hold on to it. The process that I've been going through with her is slowly but surely trying to trick her into giving up of with of what she's been doing by showing her little bits and pieces of what she's really capable of doing if she can make this adjustment. And I thought this was a really good example because she's so sure that what she's doing, that as you said, she's only half listening to the stuff that could change it. She's only half listening to the stuff that could fix it. So we spend twice as much, three times as much, four times as much time on it trying to you know, have these breakthroughs and make this progress to change a habit that while it has worked to her advantage for a a little while in her early years of playing, that the wall that she's going to hit is not that far out there on the horizon. Yeah. And, you know, again, to the, to the original statement about forgetting what you know, so that you can absorb it. If you relearn it exactly like you had already learned it in the past, then that's okay too. You know, and you've been open for that that presentation of whatever the skill is to absorb what that person's going to share with you. And we're not going to forget forever the things that we've done or that have provided us a little bit of uh, success. But um, if we're open to getting some new information and, and taking it on, I think that we've got a lot more we can gain from it. Right. So uh, with, with my player, I started off with just, you know, trying to get her to see the inefficiency the the mechanical physical inefficiency of what she's doing. I start off with two simple examples. I brought in a forty five pound weight, and I told her I wanted her to you know walk up and down the cage twice carrying it. First time I told her she had to carry it with her arms extended all the way out in front like she thinks she's supposed to when she hits, and she did not make two steps and she had to drop it because it's way too, too heavy, heavy for a kid that age to carry it for very far. And I said, okay, so now this time I want you to see how far you can carry it, but I want you to hold it right next to your body. And she walked back and forth like it was nothing. She probably could have gone 100 times. The second one, this one cost me, uh, I think, $11 at Ingalls, which is a grocery store in, in the Atlanta in the area South, for anybody yep. that doesn't, uh, doesn't live here. I went and bought a big old jar of pickles, and I handed it to her, and I said, I want you to open this jar of pickles. 
but I made her start off with her arms stretched out, totally straight, locked out in front of her body, and she could barely even hold the jar that way. I was kind of getting nervous. I'm thinking, this is going to smell like <laughs> awful in here if she drops this thing because this I thing's going to break. We, I hope we like pickles. Yeah. So she didn't drop it, but she also had no chance in God's green earth of opening it that way. I said, okay, so now hold it closer to your body and see if you can open it. She popped it right open. So it was two really real-world examples of, of why my hands extended really far away from my body is not as strong I like as it. something else that we can do. That example for her was the first of uh, probably 30 or 40 things I've tried now to help her to understand that there's other ways of doing things that just make more sense, that work better with how our body works. She learned that extension was the key to hitting when she was young, and you know it's kind of a mixed message because we talk about extension too, but we talk about extension in a whole different time frame compared to what she was taught when she was a young player, slowly but surely working on trying to unlearn that old skill. But I think this is true of an awful lot of stuff about our game. And one of the things that I think is really challenging is very few players learn to do most of these things in a really skilled and efficient way very early on. I'd say maybe 15 or 20% of the kids that play this game learned a really good, efficient, strong swing from at a very be- young age. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. You know, even the youngest kids that you and I work with still had somebody else teach them something first. You know, even the seven-year-old that I work with is coming to me because she's already struggling with the stuff that she learned that doesn't work in t-ball or and, coach pitch. And, and also too, Tori, in all, in all fairness, some of the results that you might get doing it the right way might not be as prosperous as being long and sweeping in the Early beginning. On, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, why would I do something that it feels not quite as strong, right. but is needed down the road to accommodate the, the skill level that you're going to end up competing against? Right. So. For, that, for that very young player playing t-ball, a swing that looks like a helicopter trying yeah. to take off, makes sense because the bat's going to be going faster because if they spin around two or three times and keep their arms totally straight, if and when they hit the ball, it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. And so they learn these things again because it does kind of work to a certain degree and they might have some success. But so the, the message is whether it's, well, I throw the ball really hard, even though my throwing is messed up, or I pitch the ball really hard, or I get, you know, I get a lot of strikeouts, even though my pitching mechanics are really messed up. I hit the ball really hard, even though my arms are totally locked out straight from the you know, very first second I start swinging, plants a seed of misinformation and something that does work for a certain amount of time that's not going to work for the long haul. And so our attitude as coaches has to be, we have to understand that we have to keep coming up with ways to help players unlearn what they've learned, how to forget what they or think they already know, know and be open to learning something new. If they think they already know it, I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how hard you coach. I don't care how much, how many times you say something to them. If they're not listening, nothing's going to happen. No doubt, Tori. Can can this also too apply to me as a coach? If I already think I know something, absolutely. That that, that if I close, kind of close things off because as a coach, I do this all the time, and I I I think I know some things about this already. So do I need to be? a little more open to forgetting what I know and, and listen to what's presented to me too. Right. Well, absolutely. I think that this message applies as much to coaches understanding this, this ancient philosophy 
and being willing to incorporate into what they're doing as coaches because you're not learning anything you think you already know. And and you know, I've I've told this story a dozen times. I'll probably tell it a dozen more. I sat at the NFCA convention. I paid extra money to go listen to Mike Candrea talk about hitting. I had already invested in the entire Mike Candrea University of Arizona hitting skills videotapes. You know, it was probably five or six VHS videotapes. I was going to say, was, they had to be VHS. Yeah, which was everything from... You know, the fundamentals of how to stand and how to grip the bat to how to swing to drills that you could do and troubleshooting problems and all this stuff. I was drinking the Mike Candrea Kool-Aid about hitting as much as anybody could ever have done it. You were you were sold. You I were was in. completely sold. Everything that I was trying to teach my players was exactly what he was talking about in those videos. It was 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I was completely sold. And almost heartbroken when he started off his talk at the NFCA convention that year. I learned some stuff that made me think all this stuff I've been teaching for a really long time wasn't as good or as positive as it probably could have been, should have been. I listened to somebody else talk about hitting and it made so much more sense, made so much more logic, allowed the female body to work so much more efficiently, allowed my hitters to be so much more successful. I scrapped it all and we started a whole new system. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you can't change. <laughs> now. I believe I, in you. I believe I, in what you're saying. I already got this stuff. But then I listened to him talk for four hours and I kept thinking to myself, how could I have been so stupid too? Dang, this is, it is better. It does make more sense. It is going to work better. Kids can do this more. Boom. Just like that. I went from thinking, you know, that his way was the only way and I was teaching the only way to do it. And honestly, if if he had not had that epiphany and, and breakthrough and, and changed, I'd still be teaching exactly what I was teaching in whatever that was, 1999 or 2000 or 2002 or whatever it was. You know, to me, if somebody that we talk about all the time, I think is the greatest coach this game has ever seen, is willing to be open-minded enough to totally change his philosophy when he's already won three or four national championships and coaching the Olympic team and respected as you know the greatest hitting mind in the game of softball, if he's willing to change, hit me that I should be willing to change too. And no, I think that's super exciting for sure. And I can't even tell you how many times people that have coached a lot of travel ball, they've seen a lot, they've done a lot, they've coached a lot, and they've done tons of things. And sometimes I feel that they're a little closed off to uh, accepting anything different or new or just setting all that they know aside, absorb whatever someone has to to offer, and then collaborate that together with the right. things you'd learned in the past, right? Rather than just kind of halfway closing off the door before you even get started. Right. Your point there, Don, is an important one, that that doesn't mean that everything I've done in the past is useless. Right? Oh, I have no. to, it, it's the being willing and open-minded enough to hear the new information, Right. take what you like about it and, and incorporate blend it. it. Yeah. Yep. We might miss some little details. Right. And there might be something that we've you know, really believed in for a long time that's been proven to not be that effective, effective that efficient. Yeah. But because we're so sure that it's been working, when I think back to the stuff that we were doing in practice every day with Jackie Aiken on my team at UW Parkside, it was embarrassing to me to think back to that I thought that was a, a good way to get ready to hit. There might have been more, but yeah, she, she was, was amazing. But she is, without a doubt, the best hitter I've ever seen. I mean, and that I mean, I and I mean 
best I've ever seen. And I'm going to you know, talk about you know, Jocelyn Allo and, and Stacey Newman and, and Crystal Bustos and, and anybody else you want to throw in there and say that you're crazy, coach, just because it was 1995. You're I'll say we, did, we didn't want to defend against her. Yeah, and, no, and, yeah. but flip side of it is, man, I wish I would have known then what I know now. But the, the moral to the story and the reason this topic was important today is because we have to keep thinking about my attitude as a coach has to keep growing and changing and evolving just like we want our players to. And if I'm so sure that my way is the right way, I'm never going to hear anybody else say anything that might be a better way or a way to improve what I'm doing. And who, is that, who is that philosopher again? That was Epictetus. Epictetus. Yeah. 2,000 years ago. So if, uh, if an ancient Greek philosopher can say something that makes that much sense, Probably now, ought to listen, huh? Maybe we should listen. And if, uh, if Yoda stole it from Epictetus, I'm okay with that because I've been using the Yoda line for a long time, but we must unlearn what we've learned. So, Don, that's going to wrap up episode number 162. As always, please support Anderson Bat Company. Uh, go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs, take advantage of the YouTube channel, the blogs. There's tons and tons of information available to you there. And also, if you have questions, ideas, or suggestions, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you because we want to talk about stuff that you're interested in. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.